Welcome back to episode 54 of Establish the Collection. I am your host, Cody Main, joined as always by Yankees fan, by Aaron Judge fan, by New York resident, Gary Hartman. Gary, what's what's the what's the buzz around the city feeling like today after Aaron Judge ties the record? Yeah, so we're recording this on Thursday morning. Aaron Judge hit number 61 last night. I was out on a walk just because I go for my walks at night after I get all my work done. And I uh, obviously was keeping my eye on all of his at-bats. I pop into a bar in 84th and 2nd just to catch his at-bat, and it ended up being the one that it did it. And I, I didn't order a drink. I was in the bar for 10 minutes. We were all celebrating. I was high-fiving random patrons. We were all going nuts. It's The vibe is the vibe, is the vibe man. It's Everyone's really, really excited about this. I mean, it's it's become a national news story. But uh, we're all very excited about what's going on there. What, what an awesome New York style way to enjoy the, the 61st home run uh, yeah. of, of the season. That's that's fantastic. What a way to experience it. Um, what, what is this doing for for Aaron Judge's market, Aaron Judge's marketability? What is this doing for uh, just just him as a whole right now? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going tomorrow night, I should say. So by the time you hear this. Uh, the game might be going on or it may have already happened, but I'm hoping to see number 62. I was there in person for number 60 a couple weeks ago. So it would be great to be, I'm in the same seats. So it'd be great to be there for 62 and see the record. Also really, really excited. It's doing everything though. I mean, first of all, best contract season of all time in any sport, right? He bet on himself. (laughs) He bet on himself. He he turned down $330 million from the Yankees or whatever it was. And he's going to get whatever he wants, like a blank check from whatever team's willing to offer it to him. Uh, I think it's only like 60, 65% chance he's back on the Yankees. I don't know. I don't know how you let him walk after this season, but it's the biggest sports baseball story in years and years and years. And every single one of his cards is up, both over the last six months, three months, one month, two weeks, no matter what you're looking at on card ladder. If you look at just his Bowman Chrome 2013 Bowman draft, he was in Bowman draft from 2013. Uh, Non-autograph, non-refractor, nothing, just a uh, base. PSA 10 is a pop of around 1,100. Uh, is up another 63% over the last two weeks. That's almost a $900 card, just the base. Just the base. Nothing going on, no autographs, nothing. If you look at just his base, Topps Chrome 2017, rookie as well up another 19 percent over the last two weeks that's a 350 dollars card on almost a 5,000 pop when we spoke about it last week i think it was uh just like a, a 300 or 285 dollars card when we talked about it two weeks ago so yeah right up another 40 to 60 bucks is that card and you're going to see it across the board all of his signature stuff high end i put a patch auto up on ebay just to see what kind of auto offer uh off- offers i get uh if and when he hits 62 here uh his base auto Bowman Chrome is up to almost $6,000. That's up uh, 500% over the last six months, uh, another 25% over the last two weeks. So it's, it's historic. And, and, you know, once you're, once you're etching yourself in baseball history, like Judge has already done, you know, you're, 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 you're jumping another platform. Even if he has another, has another season like this again, yeah. it's like Roger Maris always had a card market as well. Not like Mickey Mantle or Willie Mays, but he did. And Roger Maris, you know, we think about him in baseball history as one of these greats. He wasn't, he had like three or four great seasons, but he did have that record, right? He's a Hall of Famer because of it. And, and it's Judge is already a better probably overall career than Roger Maris had. So, you know, take that for what you will. That that was going to be my next question. And I like, I hate to reduce this new story. You know, I hate to reduce this this whole season for Judge like to his card market, but that's obviously what we're here for. This just, just moves him into uh, an, another tier of like, it just his card market just moves into another tier after this season do you does this stay is this sustainable or as soon as this run is over and people have forgotten about this season we're going to see this this tanking of his market yeah i think it stays through the playoffs and at least as long as the yankees are alive in the playoffs just as long as he's still making noise and then i actually think it could stay through the offseason because he is going to be the biggest free agent maybe yeah. in history now 
I'm like, I, I get we have we've had like Bryce Harper free agency and stuff like that, but coming off of the actual most modern, uh, you know, you could make the argument if he hit 62 that it's the real home run record. Like he might be the biggest free agent in MLB history, at least from a, a narrative standpoint. So I think it'll stay through that. And I think it would stay until he gets hurt next year or slows down or isn't on the same pace. And then maybe you'll still see people swelling off a little bit, but it could be one of those things. It's just like, I want Aaron Judge cards. I want to have yeah. history. Piece of um, history. Yep. So if I'm buying an Aaron Jones rookie card, I just want to hold it. And that's really it. So wouldn't be surprised. I don't know though, because there, since I've been in the card market, there hasn't been a story like this. So I, I don't, I honestly don't have an answer for you. And obviously this, this is taking on-field performance to a whole nother level. The, you know, this has become, you know, a national story at this point now, but it's still good to, to see that performance rewarded in his card market. And we knew, we know it will be once we see these type of performances, these full season performances. But I mean, the, the type of percentage deltas that you're talking about with his card market moving this season has just been, uh, you know, fantastic and phenomenal to watch. Yeah. I have one Bowman rookie card uh not even like the first bowman just a psa 10 rookie card i don't want to sell it i just want to give that to like my my kid i yeah, the patch right. autograph right. The patch autograph card i mentioned was out of top sterling it's one out of three with like a jumbo patch on card autograph it's a sick card i put it up just to see what kind of insane offers i'll get but i have no problem not selling that that's that's something i want to you know i have no just let it sit hang on i want to remember yeah. this season forever um i want to one day you know talk to my future child about this season and and you know go to yankee games with them and tell them that i was there for when he hit number 60 i was there for hopefully when he hit number 62 and and you know these cards can be kind of a gateway to those memories and um I know that sounds kind of fartsy, but it's true in a way. No, so, that's you know. that's that's what it's all about. I'm glad you brought it there because that is, I mean, that's truly what what all of this is about. I don't have any of those those joyous sports memories because I am a, 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 a Nebraska <laughs> Cornhusker fan, unfortunately. So <laughs> one day, will be, one day, there, there will be no happy memories of me ushering my kids into their Husker fandom. There will only be <laughs> alcohol and, and sadness and yeah, sadness to help them get through their pain. I mean, that's how I feel about the Knicks. So, you know, we'll, we'll at, least, <laughs> at least there's that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, if you're not watching at this point and, and maybe by the time you hear this, you already broke the record, but we have uh, six or seven games left of the regular season. It's, you don't have to tune in much. Just, just catches at bats. It's, it's special. It's very exciting. Just catch, catch the plate appearances. It's been a while since we've had like, you know, major league cut-ins to during college football games, yeah. during, during other sporting events where it's like, Hey, this is a point of viewing. Now you got to see Aaron judges next at bat. Totally. Yeah. They had mentioned that on the Giants game on Monday night, if he were to have tied the record at that game, because he was still sitting on 60 that they were going to cut in to the game, um, you know, mid mid Monday night football, national yeah. televised on the big screen, because obviously it's in New York. People care. Um, and this is still a baseball town in a lot of ways. It's a basketball town, too. Uh, but people really care about the Yankees and the Mets here. They really, really do. Me included. Uh, you know, I go to, you know, I go to like eight to 10 games a year. I, I love it. And uh, I'm not a big you know, baseball fan as a whole these days, but I am still a big Yankee fan. Uh, and so this has been very exciting, but yeah, excited to see what happens, you know, and the card market will continue to grow, go up, but I think we have to leave with this. There, there is no other story worth, worth even mentioning. Yeah, so. absolutely. And if, if baseball is going to make a noise big enough to cut into a Monday night football game, it's, it's going to be something like this because the football, I mean, buddy, the football has been really good to us the first couple of weeks. We've seen some awesome games. We've unfortunately, as we've grown accustomed to now, seen some, some poor, performances in prime time but uh, you know that's to be expected at this point but the sunday main slates have been have been a joyous watch and we've seen a lot of good performances from a lot of young quarterbacks and i think that's where we got to lead off with the football stuff the card market in the football uh aspect you know it's it's still down according to the the card ladder index but as we talked about on on the show two weeks ago you know that there's some stuff included in there that's just fluff and and it's really not a, a 
true gauge of the football market, in my opinion. But if you sort by the modern stuff and start to look at like who's moving over the last couple of weeks, it's the names that you would expect to be moving. It's Jalen Hurts. It's Tua Tagovailoa. It's uh, you know Patrick Mahomes is is up. It's it's all these guys that have started out this season on a tear. And you know again, just like we've seen with with Aaron Judge's card market ripping because of his on-field performance, it's good to see these guys like Jalen, like Tua, like Lamar Jackson, and all the guys that that invested in their card markets. It's good to see that rewarded with some awesome on-field performances. Yeah, I'll take Josh Allen's up as well as the Bills continue to be a Super Bowl favorite here. So, you know, the the guys, and, we and you know, shout out to us for being in on Lamar preseason. I mean, yeah. he's, he is looked as good as he has since his MVP season, no doubt. Excited for that Bills-Ravens game this Sunday. But you're right. I mean, we're still in a, a great age of exciting young quarterback talent. And I'm really excited to see how this continues to progress because we've seen this now in, you know, for a while where now Herbert and Burrow have had really big markets and Josh Allen and Mahomes, but someone like Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson, who are true dual threats, right? Like, and they're winning though. They're winning. They're winning dual threats. And, we, you know, Lamar, we have a bigger sample size on. He won the MVP. His market got really high. I just want to know what kind of staying power these has because that is the, that is the future of the position. And I'm curious how reactionary will the NFL card market be to the fact that, you know, the, the, the future of the position isn't just white 6'6 pocket passer anymore, you know? Um, and while we still have some amazing ones like that, Justin Herbert, that guy still uses his legs, right? And, and you know, it's it's not the same as it once was. And I, and I, I don't think it's fair for Jalen Hurts' long-term investment outlook to be that much different than Joe Burrow's if we actually think Hurts can have a 12, 15-year career that could be winning uh, division titles, potential Super Bowls as well. So I, I don't, I'm curious if you have any takes on how you think the market will begin to react this kind of maybe the Gen Z's get older and they have money to invest in this market. But I, I still am a little bit afraid that everyone's just so it's Peyton Manning. It's, it's Andrew Luck. It's these guys that that's who you invest in. I don't think we should be thinking that way anymore. That that's such an interesting take because we we've seen these markets start to start to really rip. And, you know, in Jalen Hurts's case, we were talking about his market uh, before the season when we were doing our card draft and his base card in a PSA 10 was going for 75, 80, $90 max preseason. That thing's already up to 140, 145, but like how much more would that thing have ripped if he was just Justin Herbert <laughs> or if he was just Joe Burrow? You know what I mean? And and I think that there is some hesitancy there from collectors. Maybe it's an older base. Maybe, you know, maybe there's just more weariness about potential injuries with guys that are running. But yeah, I, I think you're you're totally right and your point's well taken that like maybe there's some unwillingness to totally invest in these guys, although their markets have started to move. Why haven't they moved more? You know what I mean? Like are, are collectors still just holding out and banking on some potential injury that might affect their card market or just assuming that these guys don't have staying power because that seems crazy. You know what I mean? Like with, with Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, probably two of the best overall quarterbacks so far this season, let alone just best dual threat quarterbacks. Yeah. I, I think that this might be a situation where either a, we could be early and, and still be able to collect and invest in these guys early while, you know, you talked about Gen Z while maybe, while maybe others catch up to us or it could be the other side of the coin where maybe it just never catches up and maybe these guys their their markets will always suffer somewhat because of of the lack of you know believability in the talent or something yeah it's a staying power thing to me and that's why i think there could be an opportunity if you're investing in this stuff for long term and i'm not saying you should or you shouldn't but if you are um someone like Jalen hurts is actually really interesting to me where i used to maybe not think so but now i think about the fact that that guy's a horse why isn't he durable like right. like you know especially compared to someone like lamar like he's he's basically like josh allen from like a body's built body perspective he does the same type of things as far as what he's able to do with his legs and just truck people over 
I, I don't see any reason to think that he's going to have a large uh, history of injuries, you know, for, for long term. And, you know, if he's able to, I mean, he's taken a huge step up from as a passer this season. If he's able to continue that ascension and keep the Seagulls team on a winning track, uh, I don't see why why they don't, these guys shouldn't have staying power. So I'm just curious to see how the market reacts to that kind of stuff. And if you think that it could adjust finally after a 70-year sample size of it not doing so, um, or at least a 30-year sample size of where these kind of quarterbacks have been in the league, right? 40, 30, 40 years. But yeah. um, you know, if you think that it finally might start to, I think there is. I think we could be early on some of this stuff. I really do. You know, the the Jalen Hurts one is is interesting specifically for like maybe in, you know, end of season opportunities as well. And, you know, you have to kind of identify your own investment time horizons here with these guys. But like the Philly schedule doesn't seem to get that much harder. They're going to yeah, have so N many winnable games on that East schedule. Is super easy this year. All, East, all is, them, yeah. Yeah, East is super easy. You've got the Cowboys twice. You've got the Giants twice. Sorry to do that to you. You've got the Jags, who I think kind of looks like a little bit of an upstart team after they beat the Chargers. But you got the Bears. The Colts, the Texans, the Commanders, the Steel. I mean, so many easy winnable games no, we, on this we, schedule. When I'm at the East, I'm like the NFC East in general, we all have easy schedules. So we play the AFC yeah, right. South and the <laughs> NFC and the NFC North. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah, you, know, you get the Packers and the Vikings in there. But like besides that, uh, you're you're out of division games are really easy. That's why all of the Giants, Eagles, Cowboys, and Washington team rate as some of the easier schedules in the league. So yeah, you're 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 on the money there. But there could be, I mean, there there could be like a playoff window here too with with yep. Jalen Hurts. Where like normally I wouldn't be buying into this hype this early in the season, but man, he's 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 They're checked favorite. every They're he's checked the every box so far. Yeah, I mean he's, for good reason, right? It's like them and the Bucks now. They're like right right together. So. Yeah, the the team is loaded. I mean, outside of Jalen Hurts, that team is loaded. But there's so many outs here. I think whether it's you know end of season or or you know long term because he's he's passed every test that the Eagles threw at him so far. And I think this was like a a prove it year for. Jalen Hurts if they didn't go out and perform maybe they were going to look in the quarterback market but not going to do that now the the Seahawks laid the blueprint for how to build a team with a quarterback on a rookie contract specifically a quarterback on a rookie contract that wasn't a first round pick yeah. right um and you just surround them with talent and take full advantage of that window the Seahawks laid that blueprint back in 2013 ish uh with the Legion of Boom and clearly uh a lot of credit to that Eagles brass for doing something similar because the Eagles are pretty much holeless on their roster. They have maybe the top offensive line in football. They have strong running backs, two alpha wide receivers. And then, you know, you go up and down their defense and yeah, there's some holes maybe on the front seven here and there, but there's their secondary is damn good. And you know, very few holes on the roster is, is, is what I'm saying. And yeah, there's staying power there for sure for this season, you know, definitely. You know, I wanted to transition this a little bit into the all day market. Cause you know, the, the, the markets for these guys and their cards, they're, they're up, you know, Trevor Lawrence is another one who his card market is up. Obviously it's still not a mature market for someone like Trevor Lawrence, but his market is up. You mentioned Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, like these guys, their, their markets are up. And, and one way to take advantage of that is through all day. I wanted to get excited about Jalen hurts, but he doesn't have any good moments on the site. You know, his debut is out of 10,000, not really that interested in that. And then his other moment on the site is, you know, out of, out of 1200, like give me something a little bit more, a little bit more scarce for, for my boy Jalen Hurts. But I think we got to look at some of these guys over on all day. You know, we talked about that Trevor Lawrence moment, specifically a guy who his card market is up through the first part of the season as the Jags look, you know, Amazing. It, they they're passing great. the test, man. They, they, they look fantastic. And the market over on all day is pretty cool. So I know we talked about that, his debut moment at 899 as being one on the site that had a little bit of potential. Does that interest you at all now that it's down to 749 after, you know, Trevor Lawrence is, is really passing the test and, and Christian Kirk looks like a, a good addition this offseason and the, the marriage between uh, him and Doug Peterson looks fantastic. Yeah, I um, 
you know, I haven't been doing too much buying in the physical market, but Trevor Lawrence have been the guy that I was trying to do as much as I could have in the offseason. Uh, and that's, as you mentioned, that's certainly uh, looking like it is coming to fruition. I mean, you could still get plus 235, plus 240 AFC South Jaguars tickets. Crazy. I think crazy. that's absolutely crazy. Um, so, yeah, I would certainly be interested. And, in, you know, I think specifically for his all-day stuff, you know, it makes a ton of sense to me. 749, that could be a... That could be a what when we were touting that it was like 800 or so. So it hasn't really moved, right? I mean, that yeah. could be a result of people trying to take advantage of the hot start, right? So I wonder if there's more inventory on the market. I'm kind of looking right now. Um, so you know, you know, the other thing, quick, just to mention as a macro point, and I, I, I hate this about the fact that we haven't had just the bandwidth to focus on all day as much as as much as I would have liked to as a show. But I, I know just just tangentially being involved in this market and keeping an eye on things and following along on Twitter, like they've got they've got stuff that's going on kind of like Top Shot did where like it's not necessarily artificially moving the market, but their challenges and things like that will move moments that maybe wouldn't move in the card space, if that makes sense. You know how like when when Top Shot had all the challenges and and rewards for completing challenges, it would cause moments that you know we didn't necessarily think should move to move. There's some of that, I think, on all day, too, where like certain stuff is just moving because people are completing challenges and stuff like that. Yep. Yep. I think that's totally fair. And they've been doing a lot of these weekly challenges now as well. So, I mean, that's something to, to definitely be keeping an eye on. Uh, but yeah, in general, I think Trevor Lawrence is such a great example of someone that, you know, if you weren't buying in the offseason, I don't think you're going to have too many opportunities here to be buying at much lower than he is right now across or um, in all day, especially because stuff will start to come back for PSA as well now um you know as as they've opened up a lot more tiers so yeah trevor trevor's just a guy that you kind of missed the boat they you know looking at the rest of that class you know we we were we were speculating on this year but all the red flags galore i mean mac jones did ha, first of all it wasn't looking good to begin with now he has the high ankle sprain he's gonna be out for a while i'm not gonna i don't want to harp on trey lance just sucks what happened to that kid uh sucks. um we're getting Zach Wilson back this weekend. It looks like he he right now it might have the second has the shot to have the second highest upswing of the five guys this this season. I mean, because Justin Fields and the Bears offense looks just so lost. Um, and you know, freaking minor league football over there, whatever's going on on that offense. So uh, after Trevor Lawrence, it's like a big jump down, and that's kind of what we were always expecting to see happen with this class. But uh, after Trevor Lawrence, it seems like a big jump down. And Zach Wilson is the guy that, you know, you have a week or two because they're past, first of all, they're passing at an insane rate. I don't expect that to continue with the, the you know, Joe Flacco setting the record for the most pass attempts through three weeks did, did Joe Flacco and the Jets. But I think game script will be positive for them quite often. If Zach Wilson is able to take a step up, we know he's got the weapons. We love Zach Wilson. We like Elijah Moore. Uh, we like, we love Gary Wilson. We love Elijah Moore. Um, you know, I, I don't see why Zach Wilson, we've been touting him for a little bit as kind of like a very, like, you know, low risk, high, high reward type of guy. And you're about to get him back. So with no, with no other competition from that class, really besides Trevor. Yeah. Insanely low risk for Zach Wilson right now. I mean, everything is so, so cheap from, you know, his base market from, from last year's class, but also looking over it all day, everything is just incredibly cheap for Zach Wilson right now. So if you want to get in a little bit early and, you know, he could be the guy that, that sits up there with, with these, with these other guys, with you know Trey Lance injured, unfortunately Mac Jones dealing with an ankle sprain, but but also you know kind of struggling in that offense. Uh, Justin Fields, boy, man, I can't believe the the Bears' pass rate. It truly looks like a you know JV football team out there just running the ball down after down after down. And when they do give him the opportunity to throw, he hasn't performed. So why do you you know you can't really blame him for wanting to keep it on the ground? Um, yeah, this, this, the Zach Wilson jets team is going to be in a lot of favorable, favorable game scripts. I don't think they're going to win a ton of games. They've got a really tough rest of season schedule, but 
don't need him to win games at this point. You need him to yeah. prove to collectors that he's a, you know, a, a good quarterback, right? Like, can he be a, maybe a franchise quarterback? And you can see that in games that they're, they're losing. It's, it's all about what he's going to do with Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore and Corey Davis around him. So I'm in on, I'm in on Zach Wilson. I know I talked about it before the season started that if that got low enough on all day, I was going to scoop a bunch of them and just hope that he had a big start when he returned. It's down to $31. I think when I talked about it, it was around 34, 35, I think that's a moment that after I get off the show, I'm going to pick up a few of those yeah. and see if we can offload those in a couple of weeks. I know you and I are hoping for the Wilson to Wilson connection being strong because we, uh, we have, yeah, a we're, we're heavily invested there already. Yep. Yep. So let's hope for that. Uh, I just wrote Elijah Moore in the cheap wide receiver volume column this week. If you're into DFS there, there's, there's pieces to pick on for the jets throughout all different types of gambling and investment things for sure. We'll see. Um, I want to ask you about Tua because we mentioned him as a guy that's up, obviously had that insane week two performance of six touchdowns and really threw himself back on the map. I mean, we, we also mentioned this in the offseason. We were going to find out what Tua Tagovailoa was this year because Mike McDaniel was going to put him in position to succeed in a in a friendly offense to surround him with skill and his talents, uh, to maximize his talents. I know you're you're a guy that, you know, had invested in some Tua over the last couple of years. Uh, I, I'm curious where you stand as far as your Tua inventory right now and, and what you're doing with that now that we're kind of on an up, a Tua upswing at the moment. Yep, I've started to sell. Uh, yeah, as, as hard as that is to admit, as, as big of a Tua guy as I am, and I'm still taking losses on some stuff, unfortunately, because I was sure. buying at such such highs, but I'm taking smaller losses than I would have yeah, if I right. had offloaded previously. So there's some stuff that's that's been up, um, but mostly lower to, to mid-tier stuff that when I was getting involved uh, was was kind of comfortably in my, my budget range, but I've started a list, I've started to sell, and it's 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 been the positive experience that I had hoped investing in Tua would be in like now... I think there are some question marks that are, you know, injury related, uh, especially going into this game that like, if you wanted to unload and, and by now, uh, when you're listening to this, it's, it's probably too late. Hopefully he went out and performed tonight. Uh, this being Thursday, the game against the Bengals, hopefully he went out and performed tonight, but I think that like, there's still so much uncertainty. And I think collectors are still so weary that if he goes out and, and performs poorly one night, it could be enough for that market to go back to where it was. You know what I yeah. mean? I, I don't think that he's got a long leash at this point from collectors. I don't think collectors are saying, oh, you know, it's the Bengals. They just played Josh Allen, you know, at the four days rest and 100 degree Miami heat. Now they're they're four point dogs in, in Cincinnati. Yeah, we'll give him a pass. I think he gets crushed if he goes out and, and struggles tonight. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm a little bit worried. I mean, we mentioned Jalen Hurts. He was one of two, three and O quarterbacks to a two as the other one with the Dolphins. I do think tonight is a big test going into Cincinnati on the short week. He's a little banged up. Uh, I, I'm a little less worried from you as far as like, I think that, you know, I, I do think this Dolphins team is going to be competing for at the very least a wild card all year. I mean, Buffalo's probably win that division. So I, you know, for, for a wild card and, and I think Mike Daniel is going to keep having them be, you know, have, have some firepower. So when two is back to being hundred percent, they get a little bit in the middle of the season. Maybe they're, I haven't looked at their schedule, but maybe they get a couple soft games. I do think there'll be other opportunities for Tua to shine this year, both on the field and in his card market. So if you aren't, if you know, if, if you miss the window to sell, excuse me, after tonight, and, it, you know, if things don't go right, uh, I think there will be some other opportunities this year, but I would be looking to sell Tua throughout this season, you know, in his first full season with Hill and Waddle and McDaniel trying to put his name on, on the map and all that kind of stuff. I've also been selling some Tua, though. I've been, yeah, you know, I, I think it only made sense. This was the start that we needed from Tua 3-0, you know, especially after that week two performance where you let him back, um, you know, even after last week, I, they they're, they're, they were the talk of the NFL. You know, that's it's two games back-to-back that have basically been what everyone wanted to talk about after Sunday finished. And you have to, you have to sell into those positions. I think that's the only right thing to do. I would not be buying to a right now. If you feel like you missed a window 
Uh, I think this is the wrong time to do it. But you mentioned, you know, some some stuff that's encouraging. They do get the Vikings, the Bears, the Texans, the Jets twice still, the Lions, the Steelers. There's plenty of those easy are, games left. Those are schedule. really friendly. Most of those games you just mentioned are, are very friendly. Yeah. So, you know, based, based off strength, strength of schedule record, they've got like the sixth softest schedule remaining. So there's going to be wins in this, you know, in this in this season for him. And even if they lose tonight, um, you know, hopefully he doesn't, doesn't get crushed, but uh, wouldn't be surprised to see his market come back to earth a little bit. If, if he goes out tonight, banged up and, and loses to Cincy. Yep. Agreed. Um, someone that I think that you would have had some buying opportunities for over the last couple of weeks. And, and again, that might be going out the window tonight is the other side of that game in Joe Burrow. Yes. Obviously they really uh, got off to a rough start. Oh, and two, the offensive line that we thought was revamped was not, he was getting crushed. He did get his get right back spot again. I think tonight's a big, big night for, for Burrow, though, because he is down. If you just look at his base PSA 10, again, that pop is still growing. So keep that for what it is. It's now almost just around 5,000, but it's still down uh, 23% over the last two weeks and 20% over the last month is his just his base PSA 10 prism for a $200 card. His silver uh, is down about 6% over the last month. So not as much movement on that. That's still a $2,000 card, but you are seeing the market being a little reactionary to that really slow bangle start. Yeah, that's a good point. This team is still, you know, as good as any. That's this is the same team that that just went to the Super Bowl last season. The AFC got harder, but this team I don't think got any worse. And I think we start to see that turn around. We did see it with the Jets. Everyone expected that. I think we start to see it turn around tonight. We just talked about this game. Uh, I know every. It seems like everybody and their brother is on Bengals minus four tonight. I think it's going to turn around. Hopefully. Uh, I'm right with that with that take, but Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon, everybody looks in great form. They need some help from the offensive line to to get back to where they were last season, uh, if they want to make a playoff run. But it it does seem like a good time to buy Joe Burrow long term, especially if if he if his market is down. Yep, agreed. Any other any other buy lows like kind of off the wall buy lows or opportunities, maybe even skill position guys or anybody on all day that you've noticed that just yeah. Like, seems too cheap right now and has a has a path at least to end of season or or long-term relevancy yeah i mean i haven't looked at specific numbers but guys that i can just imagine are either sell highs or buy lows like dak probably still a, a buy low until he comes back over the next couple of weeks i think makes some sense um yeah i mean i'm curious to be tracking these guys i was just looking at justin jefferson from a skill position standpoint because he's had a down two weeks doesn't look like his market has moved too much i still think he's overvalued for what he is just considering that his silver PSA 10 is like a $600 card. Uh, so, yeah, right. um, you know, so I don't think that movement is made too much. I think Saquon's a, a sell high. I've been selling a lot of Saquon over the last couple of weeks. You know, anytime you get a chance to offload a running back, uh, I think you should do it. Um, but I love Saquon. I'm excited to see that he has been, you know, looking like he was back in 2018 again. Uh, other guys that, you know, maybe have stand, stood out to me a little bit. Uh, choo, 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 choo. I'll, I'll yeah. give you one on all day yeah. because, Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, you know, skill position guy, because I think they they do better over there. And I think it's yeah. kind of easier to sell into the hype of a big, big time performance, a big fantasy week, a big spike week versus the card market where that's not so easy to do. Cortland Sutton, you mm -hmm. know, a guy that we were all pretty high on coming into the season. We were all pretty high on this Denver Denver Broncos offense, really, in, in yeah. general. And boy, Nathaniel Hackett, Russ Wilson have have really underperformed and underwhelmed despite an, a soft opening schedule, his uh, NFL all day debut is out of 899. And right now has a low ask of 124, which is down 23% over the last seven days. 
Right. I think this Broncos team figures it out. And, you know, to say figures it out, it's not like they're, it's not like they're in, in the dumps right now. They're two and one, right? I mean, I think they figure it out. They're going to have a lot of fun AFC West matchups where they're going to be forced to pass more. He's going to have some, some massive, massive weeks in fantasy in the box score. The Denver Broncos team, I think can be good though. I do have my concerns. Uh, I, I think that you could sell that, you know, 150 or more after a big week. So Cortland Sutton, 129 right now on NFL All Day, a debut moment out of 899. I think that's a pretty good moment. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that there's nowhere to go but up for this Denver offense. So that includes Russ, uh, Sutton, Judy, and all of those guys. Javante Williams as well has looked pretty good. But, you know, they, they have a long way to go to find their true uh, rhythm. I do think that could they could start to get on the right track this weekend against in division against the Raiders indoors in Vegas. So uh, I could see that happening this weekend for sure. Um, yeah, I'm definitely concerned about Kyler. A little bit concerned about Herbert and his injury. So there might be some buy low opportunities for him. Kyler would just kind of be a sit for me right now if we're just thinking about some of these other young quarterbacks. Uh, yeah, Herbert's a good call, man. The the rib injury and then to throw him out there. And obviously they they were on the wrong side of that Jaguars win, that Trevor Lawrence win. If this if this sustains, I mean, if this Chargers team really struggles this season, you could see a good buy low opportunity. I don't know how how long that will sustain. I expect this Chargers team to be better than they've shown, but you know. Herbert was really banged up, man. I can't believe they threw him back out there down 28 in the fourth quarter. What were they thinking? I'm, I'm, you know, it's the Chargers can't get out of their own way. And I'm worried that it's going to be, it's going to get late fast for the Chargers here. Yeah. Even with this great roster, just yeah, everything doesn't go the way. Keenan Allen's already banged up. We saw Bosa leave the game. Just like uh, they have the worst luck from injury perspective, from, from everything. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a little concerned there, but I love Herbert still as talent. I, I just see, see, you know, monitor that market. That's all I'll say. Uh, I want to get out of here on this because, you know, we invested in Darnell Mooney and our, our FFPC main event team. Justin Fields is a guy that coming into the league, man, I was really excited for. He gets rid of Matt Nagy in it, you know, and we thought maybe he was the problem. We thought maybe the roster is the problem. Is Justin Justin Fields just the problem? I mean, Justin Fields hasn't looked great. Is he someone that we can even invest in? Is he a buy low opportunity? Is he like just sit and wait? He's got to show us more or, or anything. Or what can we do with Justin Fields at this point? Remember preseason week two or whatever that was? I mean, what, what the hell happened from, from that point? I mean, the right. guy went ballistic. Um, yeah, and, and this is where, you know, obviously Cody and I did a lot of work during the preseason. But, you know, and, I, and Levitan does a great job talking about the takeaways that you can take from preseason. But that's one of those examples that, you know, just because a starter and an offense is clicking in preseason does not mean that it will in the regular season. And I think it's, there's only where to go but up. They're they're terrified to to try to move the ball through the air right now. And maybe that's Iberflus being you know extra conservative. Maybe it is a Justin Fields problem. I don't have the answer for you yet. It's too a little bit too early in the season for me to have a definitive take on that. But if I had to lean in one way, it would be that Fields is not the guy. He is not him, as the people would say. Uh, but I, I, I don't, I don't want to say definitively. I, I want to see if this Bears team, because we saw down the stretch was when Darnell Mooney was starting to have those big games last year, right? We saw down the stretch uh, was when the Bears were, were, you know, looking okay in the end of the season, and Justin Fields was having some fantasy relevant games as well. So I, I just want to give it some more time here. I don't want to be overreact. I don't want to. I don't want to overreact. I'm not dropping Darnell Mooney on our team. I'm not going to say Justin Fields is a complete bust, but it's not looking great. I'll say that. You know? Yeah, hopefully we'll we'll wait and find out more on Justin Fields over the coming weeks. We do have uh, a giveaway to yes. get to one that we have have waited far too long on. We we pulled the names last week, and then of course we, we as we do it. forgot to mention it on the show. So Gary, do you have those names pulled up so we can tell the people? Yeah, what Again, they want. Very very sorry for the delay on this, everyone. It's probably been like six weeks at this point since we first discussed this, but uh, appreciate all your patience on it. We did draw everyone that 
did DM us and show us the screenshots of the YouTube and podcast uh, ratings. Really appreciate all that. Please keep spreading the word. Thank you guys so much. So we were giving away three cards, two Justin Herberts, patches, uh, you know, or, or four total Justin Herbert cards. Two and two, one, one winner got two Justin Herbert cards. One winner got a Herbert and Tua. That value of that's gone up. And uh, one w- w- winner got a Herbert and Zach Wilson. That's probably stayed around the same. But the Herbert and Tua might be one the one you want now. So we did draw those winners. It was completely random on the on the randomizer wheel. So the two Justin Herbert cards are going to go to Aaron Wilson. Aaron, if you're hearing this, please do just DM me your address, and I will get them to you as soon as you do. The Herbert and Tua cards go to friend of the show, Mike Cianfroni. Uh, Mike, I know you've you've won a giveaway also in the past, I believe, and we've had some some uh, uh, obviously some back and forth with you. So congratulations to you. You win the Herbert and Tua cards, and then Istanbul cards will take home the Justin Herbert and Zach Wilson. So Istanbul cards, please do DM me as well with your address, and I will get all those out to you guys. Whenever I get your addresses, I will uh, do that as quickly as possible. Thank you for supporting the show. Can't help, thank you enough. Please do tell a friend, uh, rate, subscribe, review, give us a YouTube follow, all that good stuff, and we'll continue to do, do those giveaways as we can. Obviously, we have a lot of football coming up, and then basketball is only three weeks away as well. So. Yeah, glad you mentioned basketball. Basketball talk going to be coming up here very soon. I know you're ready to get your hands uh, in the dirt. Yeah, whatever, whatever. Yeah, on, on the hands on the hardwood. The <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes, you're you're going to be very involved in the basketball, and I always enjoy catching up with you uh, if, from the basketball perspective because you've got such a unique perspective there, being involved in it every single night. So we will definitely get back to some basketball discussion along with the football, MLB playoffs coming up, UFC cards. Uh, back in our lives every yeah. weekend. So Ver, uh, Verstappen also could be wrapping up the F1 championship yeah. in, in the next race too. So it's been a much less um, uh, suspenseful F1 season as this one, but we'll, we'll, we'll catch up on F1 markets as well in the coming weeks. So, and I think the, the bi-weekly show schedule has worked. It gives us time to catch up on everything, not to be too reactionary to markets, yeah. but also to kind of keep an eye on, on everything that's going on. So uh, with, with our busy schedules, with the sports seasons now kind of colliding, it's probably going to be a bi-weekly show. Yeah. During football we'll, season, for sure. Yeah. We'll be able to, we'll be able to hammer more topics, but also kind of give our, our brains a little bit more time to process what our, what, you know, what we just saw. So We'll get out of there on that, guys. If you if you were uh, announced a winner, please DM Gary or myself. We'll get you those cards sent out. And again, thank you for supporting our little show. We do appreciate it. For Gary, I'm Cody. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Take care, everybody.